Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first off on the programme uh, this Tuesday afternoon, the new junior cycle curriculum will ensure that all secondary schools teach gender identity as part of a revised sexual education programme beginning in September. The Catholic Secondary School Parents Association have accused policymakers of seeking to promote an ideology that refuses to acknowledge basic biological facts in favour of a new gender self-identity doctrine, while others have welcomed uh, the new approach. And we'd like to find out how you feel about this. You can send us a WhatsApp to 87 1400-106. The uh, curriculum, part of the uh, SPHC, uh, SPHE programme, um, has been is due to be published shortly and will be rolled out in schools from September next. It follows a government commissioned review of sex education at primary and secondary level, which found that the 20-year-old uh, syllabus was basically out of date, not fit for purpose, too focused on biology, and didn't reflect the reality of young people's lives or of LGBT. LGBTQ issues and the curriculum will provide 100 hours of learning over the three year junior cycle for 12 to 15 year olds. Um, Schools will be expected to follow learning outcomes uh, detailed in the document, even if they believe it clashes with their ethos. And we want to find out how you feel about this. You can send us a WhatsApp to 087-1400-106. Now, Stephen uh, joins me on the line from uh, Dublin. Stephen, do you think that teaching about gender identity is important for junior cycle students? So I volunteer, I volunteered for a good few years with an organisation called Shoutout. We do LGBT plus awareness workshops for schools, which primarily work with transition years, but I've done workshops with everyone from first to sixth year. And the questions that always come up around gender identity are, well, how many are there and what's the difference between it and biological sex? And every time I hear these discussions, it's people that that have never had cause to question their gender identity in the first place because their gender matches their biological sex. In the same way that my gender identity, I identify as a man. I was assigned male at birth based on the fact that I have a penis. And I've never really had cause to question it. But I know plenty of people that do question and have questioned their gender identity. And if it's not being taught by the parents, it's either being taught by the internet or a person's friends. So schools should be teaching factual information based on the best available evidence at the time. And we have plenty of evidence to understand that a person's gender identity does not necessarily match the sex that they're assigned at birth and also is perfectly able to change over time. You know, and and you, you obviously own. believe that uh, junior cycle students, uh, this needs to be normalised. Having this conversation needs to be normalised. It needs to be usualised because the idea of normalising something is that this is something that's not normal. You know, it, these are conversations that if you're questioning your gender identity, you're having either with yourself or your friends or your family or a medical professional or a therapist or somebody like that, you're having all of these discussions anyway. The fact of the matter is you should be destigmatized to, if nothing else, a person's friend who has somebody comes out to them as transgender or non-binary or whatever, at least that person then goes, well, I have no idea what you just said to me. You know, at least if they understand it, 
they can be more supportive to their friends or family members that are coming out, regardless of what age they are. There's anecdotal suggestion that some parents may withdraw their children from uh, these classes. What do you say to uh, parents who may be minded to do that? You are the primary educator of your child. You, you are responsible for what you want them to be taught. If you're not going to have this discussion and you don't want anyone else to have that discussion, request the school remove your child from the room. If the school can facilitate it, then they will. But we've already heard about, you know, kids going through confirmation classes and things like that. And their parent has asked them to be opted out of it. And that child is sitting in the back of the classroom anyway, listening to everything, twiddling their thumbs or colouring in or whatever it is, because the school has nowhere else to put them. They have no other teacher that can mind them and everyone else that's been opted out, you know. So if the school can facilitate it, by all means, they should facilitate students opting out of it or parents opting their children out of it. But if they can't, they're not going to be able to do it regardless of whether you opt out or not. But the parents have the fundamental right to to do it. As regards this um, junior cycle uh, sex ed and the way in which it is dramatically changing, do you believe that uh, young people will benefit from this in the long run? I think in the long term, yes, because I got my first dose of sex ed when I was in sixth class. Uh, All the boys in my class were taken to a separate room to discuss uh, what our penises are, what they do, how our bodies might change going through puberty and so on. And my sister and all the girls in her class went to another room and got spoken about periods and vaginas and everything else. And a little bit about basic human reproduction uh, and how that works got a little bit of in first year and third year, I think, but I never got, as a gay man, I never got sex ed that was relevant to me. I went and found it when I was about 16 or 17, and all of the information that I got left me terrified of having sex because I might get HIV or another STI or something like that. So it was too late for me by then to 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 have had an understanding, a basic pre-understanding of what I was looking at and saying, well, this doesn't necessarily always happen, you know, and this is what, this is how gay sex works. Uh, This is how lesbian sex works and so on. And it should, it's, it's kids, kids are doing it. Adults are doing it the same way as they're doing heterosexual sex. They should learn the basics of how to do it safely and in an enjoyable way. Do you think or do you wish that the sort of curriculum that is being proposed now had been available when you were younger? Well, I kind of say it in most of the workshops that I do and most of the transition years that I speak to say it as well. If I had this when I was their age or younger, it would probably have made my understanding of myself a lot easier, but it would also have made my friends' understandings of me and my family's understandings of me at 12, 13, 14, way easier and way less, not damaging, damaging is the wrong word, but there would have been an awful lot less problems when I started coming out in terms of the questions I was asked and the perceptions that were then made of me when I came out. 
All right, well, thank you very much indeed uh, for your call. I'd love to hear from you on this. Our number is 087-1400-106. You can send us a free WhatsApp to that number right now, 087-1400-106, and a lot of reaction uh, coming in already. I I, I like that line um, that was used uh, just a moment ago uh, by Stephen, where he said... Um, Had he had this proposed uh, sex education when he was younger, his understanding of himself would have been easier because he was a young gay man and his friends' understanding of him would have been easier if they had have had that conversation uh, in class. This message has just come in and it says... I really don't see the need to add this to the junior cycle curriculum. Uh, Let children be children. I think bringing it into the curriculum may start kids having assumptions about kids who don't conform to gender norms, but also uh, don't suffer any uh, from any gender identity disorder. I think for the amount of people affected by this is too small to warrant 100 hours. Now, it's not proposed that uh, 100 hours of... uh, the programme will be specifically devoted to this. It's the whole sex ed programme, I think, will be over 100 uh, hours. Jana is on the line uh, in Meath. Uh, Jana, you've, you've heard about this. Um, uh, what is your reaction to uh, the new junior cycle curriculum ensuring that secondary schools teach gender identity as part of the revised sex ed programme? Yes, I, uh, I'm founder of the Natural Women's Council. I also work with a lot of grassroots people movement groups such as Lawyers for Justice, uh, Irish Education Alliance, Parents' Rights Alliance and more. And we all are strongly opposed to bringing gender identity into schools. And the, the million euro question that we've asked and we haven't received any answer or any evidence on this is, Where is the evidence that students, teachers and parents were demanding this to be brought into school because of an overwhelming demand in dealing with gender confusion? And we haven't gotten that answer. And every we have thousands of parents, hundreds of thousands of parents and teachers in our outreach and principals and boards of management. And not one person said that in our in our network that this should be taught in schools. So it seems like it's sort of an astroturfing coming down from, you know, the pushed by the government and the NGOs. And I think the thing we all as adults, whether you have children or not, but the men and women of Ireland need to realize that we only get one childhood and we can all agree that it's up to us as parents and as society to protect children from harm. And when we think about harm, we usually think about physical harm or illness, but there's another type of harm that can be equally as damaging and that's social contagion. We've seen what's happened in our over across the way for my, my home country where I lived 20 years ago, America, what's happened in some of those states and we've seen gender identity clinics popping up by the thousands and the increase in children who are becoming gender confused because of the social contagion is alarming. Okay, so, so, so you believe that children can be influenced because of a sex ed program in a school? I absolutely believe that. I have two young children, age four and seven, and they believe in things like the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, and just recently the Easter Bunny. So I believe that whatever a parent, or in this case a teacher, an authority figure tells them, absolutely children will be influenced you know um, and and the age the argument we're hearing is well kids are going to see this on the internet or TikTok. well that that to me is a really weak argument as a mummy because my children don't have tablets yet but certainly when they do i'll have parental controls on them and i'll be able to control sort of hopefully what they see 
that that argument is almost like saying, well, if your kid goes to the disco and they're gonna do they're gonna do drugs anyway, sure, we might as well give them a line of coke at home. That argument. No, is but, but, but one of the, one of the major issues for uh, young teenagers today is their uh, easy access, and I know parents don't like to think of uh, their young teen accessing pornography on their mobile phone, but they are. And they are learning that way, and it is warping their attitude uh, towards sex, and that's something that we need to uh, face up to, and have that conversation, and have a conversation about identity, because as you heard from that first caller, um, his had he had um, uh, sex ed like is being proposed, his understanding of himself would have been easier, and his friend's understanding of him coming out as a, a gay man would have been easier. Yes, and what I'd like to do is remind people, your listeners, that the children who truly suffer gender dysphoria, and many of it, many of it at times is like myself, who was a very much a tomboy growing up, wearing boys' clothes, had a boy's haircut, and, and rode quad bikes through the mud. I was a tomboy, and I have I have male friends who are feminine. Th- these are the type of people who you know, they probably will grow into whoever they're meant to be, but they absolutely could be influenced in a school. And the children that are truly gender confused, and these may exist, 0.0001% or whatever that fact is, if they're truly confused, they need to work with their parents, experts, medical experts, therapists to address it. But, uh, but just- one, of, one of the points our first uh, caller made, and he, in fact, he picked me up on a word, um, that we need to usualize the conversation uh, about different um, gender identities. I mean, and being a a tomboy isn't the same as being transgender. Not at all. But the point I was making is that if we teach children in primary school or secondary school, and this will be coming to primary next year or in the next very future, is if we teach them that gender is fluid, that a boy can become a girl and a girl can become a boy, those young innocent minds will be influenced. There's no... But, 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 but that is argument. fact. <laughs> that, that is fact. a boy fact. can become a girl and a yes. girl can become a boy? Yes. Is that what we want our children to believe, our young, innocent Do children? Do we just pretend that that doesn't happen? Pretend that it doesn't happen? Well, 99.999% of children are going to be... I don't believe a child is born in the wrong body. But 99.99% of children will be happy as a boy or happy as a girl with their with their god given birth and um, okay, they, they still grow out of it let me let me just come but, but, so you would rather then sweep under the carpet this uh, and I, I accept what you're saying that it would be a minority of young people but that that minority just gets swept under the carpet and not talked about it's it's not sweeping them under the carpet at all um, but if someone is confused, if a child is confused about their gender, they need to speak to their parents and experts about it. Every child in the class should not be taught that Liam can become Lucy and Lucy can become Liam and they can become non-binary if they're not sure. That will influence but, 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 a child's but, but, mind. Uh, sorry, Dan, uh, Jana, th- they can. <laughs> That's just a statement of fact. And, sh- and do you believe a child is born in the wrong body? Okay, so, so in answer to the, the question whether or not you support the uh, introduction of um, this gender identity teaching as part of the sex ed program, your answer is clearly no. 
clear, clearly know, and the the statistics and expert groups like Genspect is an expert, uh, a non uh, nonprofit group who does fantastic work working with people who are gender confused. They're an alliance of professionals, parent groups, trans people, and de transition transitioners. They said that on the draft course, it promoted a narrow-minded gender affirmative approach and assumes that everyone, students, parents, and school staff, believe in the gender identity belief system. This is a group of experts supporting gender confused people. They actually have a conference uh, coming up this weekend, which I'm attending. Um, even the experts, the, tr the detransitioners, the transgender population do not believe that we should be teaching children this uh, gender affirmative approach. All right, Jana, thanks very much indeed for your call. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. The new junior cycle curriculum will ensure that all secondary schools teach gender identity as part of a revised sex education uh, programme beginning in September. The Catholic School uh, Parents Association have accused policymakers of seeking to promote an ideology that refuses to acknowledge basic biological facts in favour of a new gender self-identity doctrine, while others have welcomed the new approach. The question we're asking you, do you agree with gender identity being taught in school? Is it something that you want for your child or is it something that you're planning to uh, opt out of? We got this message a moment ago and it says as a parent of two girls I will personally write a letter to the school and I will not allow my children to attend those classes unless the class is taught by a psychiatrist says uh, John. Don't know what the implication is there John. Um, There's no need to teach this in schools it should be taught at home but should definitely be talked about more it is important and then one final message uh, by not talking about these kinds of things we teach people to be afraid of it. People are scared of themselves and their own bodies the more they know the freer they will be. 087-1400-106 is our WhatsApp number if you'd like to get involved in this conversation. Now Gabriel is on the line in uh, Dublin and Gabriel, what what are your thoughts on this? Hi, um, yeah, I suppose my thoughts are sort of largely, I guess, in line with your your first caller. Was it Stephen? Yeah. Um, with a little bit of extra from my my own sort of personal experience, I suppose. Um, I think sort of I don't know language around it, like teach gender identity or something. It, I don't think that that's what it's what it is it's it's letting people know that this is that this is a reality that is out there yes it's it's having a conversation about these issues uh, exactly and i mean you're not it's not i mean somebody mentioned doctrine i mean it's not a it's not something that is, is going to be laid down as having to be followed you're just allowing this conversation to take place and you know your last caller um, was saying, "Well, you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of people are, are are not going. It's not going to be an issue for them. I'm not sure if that figure is is in any way correct, but um, it's not really going to affect them. It's actually going to facilitate a smoother journey through." You know, school for. And this for was uh, this was a, yeah. This was the it. point that I was making a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, not having these conversations basically um, uh, sweeps certain issues under the carpet and um, becomes an. And as you heard from my our first caller, he says my understanding of myself would have been improved as a young gay man had it even been talked about, and so would it have been on uh, on his friends and. 
Yeah. That, that makes an awful uh, lot of sense. Well, also, yeah, and I mean, I have to I've been, um, you know, I've interacted with mental health services um, over the course of my life. And I have to say that there are a number of people who have had um, those sort of difficulties, and particularly actually um, in, in terms of being gay, I suppose, um, because and now I'm older, I'm, I'm 57, so... Um, but I've met people my own age who have, you know, struggled for decades to to overcome what is within them because it, it just wasn't spoken about. It, that there were no role models. There was no possible path forward for them in a way they could feel comfortable about. Mm. And, um, you know, it can be damaging to people it can have a, a huge negative impact on their lives to, to to feel that they are just isolated and that there's no reference point for them and that's um in fact i i've gotten a message in just this moment uh which i want to read out and <clears throat> i'm sure you you'll be able to relate to this i'm a psychotherapist i'm working with a lot of children at the end of the primary school cycle Almost all of them are already fluent in matters of gender identity and sexual orientation, and they're aged 11 and 12. It's in their vernacular already, so adding it into the secondary school uh, cycle is not only a non-issue, but possibly too late to present it properly and mindfully. I actually agree, because the first thing, when I first heard it, I thought we were actually talking about junior schools. But um, my experience with, with, with kids is that they're just so wonderfully open and inclusive and you know they, they will accept their their, their peers and what okay what, what would you think then what would you think yeah, then of, of the message that i read out a while ago uh, as a parent of two girls i will personally write a letter to the school and i will not allow my children to attend those classes what do you think of that well i mean you know is it is it is it believable that it's not going to get them in some way or another afterwards. I mean, they're, well, they're as, friends as, and, as that message I read at a moment ago, they probably are very familiar with, well, exactly. with this already. Exactly. exactly. And I think, you know, in every generation, there's, there's something that is moving forward. I mean, things are progressing all the time and, you know, things that were, illegal or considered mental illnesses in the past are now completely accepted as being normal and, and uh, you know, and, and academically backed up uh, as being so and accepted by, by us all. And I was just thinking there, you're uh, roughly the same age that I am, and I can recall uh, back in the 80s, uh, having friends that were uh, didn't identify as gay, but you knew they were gay. Uh, they subsequently uh, came out as gay many years later, but they lived a sheltered, hidden, scared life yeah. for that I, period of time that they weren't out, if you know what I mean. And that's because it, w- it was never talked about in schools. It, it, we never had those conversations in school uh, back, back in the day. Yeah, and... Um, you know, there's another insight. It's probably just is very, very sort of personal. But my my name is Gabriel, right? And um, you know, from for as long as I can remember, uh, people used used to just say after I said my name, they'd just say, "Oh, gay." And you know, there was this big 
sort of cloud of, oh my God, what's, what's this saying to me? What, what's, what's going on? I, I know, I don't know, when I became aware of what gay was and mm. no, absolutely, you know, completely accepting of it and ha- had no trouble with that. But just, you know, the fact that even that my name <laughs> shortened was, you know, a reason to sort of torment and, and ridicule, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you know, I mean, it, it's minor compared to to, to 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 other things. It's just a little factor that, you know, if forty years ago or whenever forty five years ago, when I was an equivalent age to the people we're talking about, um, sharing different information, but now if if that had been shared, that wouldn't have been an issue for mm. me, and what right should have been an issue. Okay, well, stay there um, for one second. It's great to talk to you. Uh, I want to go to D, who's on the line in uh, Kerry. Um, D, what's your uh, feeling on on this new sex ed program? Well, um, hi, um, uh, Adrian. I'm, uh, I just I concur with everything that um, Gabriel said. I mean, that's you know he echoes really. Uh, I'm 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 an educator. I I'm a retired um, primary school principal, and um, I you know I I think like that 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 what they're getting in secondary school is. You know, too little, too late, and too biological. And I mean, you know, we're we're decades behind where we should be as regards. I mean, knowledge is power, and as Gabriel said, you know, the more you know, the more the more discussion and the more openness. And and as he also said, um, young people and children are are incredibly open, and um, and the more that they can discuss and be um, and be informed. I think it, it, you know, and and anyway, like it's it's not just you know, it's 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 not just gender. Um, it's consent, it's relationships, it's well-being. Yes, it's, yes, it's a whole variety. Uh, pornography, of yep. sharing of sexual images, LGBT plus. So, like, there's a whole um, gamut of, of 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 content, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And you know, bring it on because we need it. They need it. You know, well, okay, and, and, and well, what they're well, exposed to on the internet is like okay. So what, what would you mind say? Mind blowing. <laughs> absolutely, and 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 I, I think parents, some parents are, are dreadfully naive to think yeah. that their uh, young teen isn't accessing this material. They are, and if it's not on their own absolutely. devices, it's on their friends' devices. They are seeing absolutely. stuff that most adults didn't see till they were in their twenties or thirties, or maybe never saw it. The kids are are, are seeing this stuff whether we like to accept that or not. So what would you say to a message like this? It says, could we just teach maths, English, science, etc., and leave the rest to parents? So in other words, let the parents decide what they're taught in terms of uh, of sex ed. Well, I think, you know, I suppose in a, in, a, in a great utopian world where, you know, everybody was open and everybody was informed and everybody... But, and a lot of parents would find it difficult. A lot of parents do find it difficult. With, yeah, a lot of parents do find it difficult. So I think... No, the schools have. Look, I was there. The schools have so much to do, and I realise that. And but I and I'd also say like that the, you know, the rolling out of this has to be done. You know, teachers have to be well trained to in in order that they're competent and confident and happy to do this. I mean that that's a whole other discussion. But I mean, you know, students deserve it. They deserve to be informed, and you have to journey through the content. You know that, that they're exposed on the internet. And age appropriately, of course. And, and, uh, and but as, as, like, as I said uh, f- from that message that I read out um, a, a minute ago, almost mm-hmm. all uh, kids of that age are already fluent in matters of gender identity and so on. They already know. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So I mean, we're what we're doing is we're responding now to what's 
you know, to, to what they're being... To, to what, yes, in fact, this... To this, the world they're living in, basically. That's exactly what I was going to say. This, this programme is, yeah. is merely catching up with where uh, young teens are at anyway. Exactly, mm. exactly. I All mean, right. yeah. Good to talk to you, Dean. Thanks very much indeed. Okay. Um, a couple more of your messages. Parents, as the primary educators of their children, should have a say in what their children are taught in school. Well, you do. Um, those who, for example, do not want religion taught in schools are given more freedom to express their views than those who have concerns about uh, gender education. The fact of the matter is that uh, parents still have the right to um, take their children or not consent to their children being in those classes if you uh, choose to do that but as we said uh, this programme is merely catching up with as you heard that that message I read a couple of minutes ago with where kids of that age are at anyhow Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk.